So you've gone through your clues, right? And you are, holy cow, you have checked off the mother load. <laughs> I mean, you're just like, they are unsafe at home. Warning, warning. Oh my gosh. So say you call me and you say, Lori, oh my gosh, we went home to Tennessee and my parents have a two-story house. Dad can't even get up the stairs now. He's sleeping in his recliner downstairs because he can't get upstairs. There's no food in the house. I don't know how they're making it. So it is time at this point. You need to talk to an expert. And it's looking like we've we've got to get them moved. We've got to figure out what the next step is. Welcome to Aging in Style with me, Lori Williams. I'm an optimist by nature, and I believe you can follow your dreams at any age. My grandmother's journey with dementia ignited a passion in me to work with seniors. I've spent the past 13 years learning about seniors and aging. In my mid-50s, I followed my own dream and founded my company, where I use my expertise to help seniors locate housing and resources. On this podcast, we cover all aspects of aging. Join us each week to meet senior living experts and inspirational seniors who are following their dreams. The fact is, we're all aging, so why not do it in style? Hi, welcome to today's episode of Aging in Style with Lori Williams. Today, we are talking about the holidays. Yes, the holidays. I always like to do a show on this because working in senior living, as long as I have, it's a topic that always comes up when people go home to visit their parents or their grandparents. Maybe you haven't seen them in a while, six months, maybe a year, maybe two years. You never know. People live all over the place, states away. So you're maybe you're communicating, talking on the phone or emailing. But a lot of times families go home to visit at the holidays and they're shocked at what they see. They see, you know, a huge decline in their parents, the house. You know, there's, there's lots of signs that maybe have been kind of kept secret and, or maybe not meaning to keep it secret, but they don't want to worry you or they don't want you to say, hey, mom or dad, it's time to move to senior living. So um, a lot going on there. But that's what we're going to talk about today, because I want you guys to have the signs to look for when you're home visiting. And I've put together a checklist and we're going to go over that checklist and what we are looking for when we go home to visit. What I like to think of is to just kind of think of yourself like a detective, right? You're going in, you're going to look for clues that things are not as they should be. And the top six places that we're going to start, the signs that we're going to look for, if you will, um, physical appearance, and we're going to go over each of these in detail, emotional well-being, the home environment, finances, new diagnosis, medications are taking, and the ability to drive. So how are we going to start here, right? We're going to go home. We drive up. We're going to see mom and dad. We haven't seen them in a year. We drive up to the house. We're going to just kind of take everything in. So first clue, physical appearance. Mom opens the door. She's normally perfectly dressed. You know, her hair's done. But she opens the door and she's in her pajamas, maybe. Maybe her hair has not been cut in a while. Maybe she's lost weight. These are clues, guys. So that's what we're looking for. We're looking to see, are they dressed appropriately? Are their clothes clean and in good condition? 
How about their hygiene? Does it look like they haven't showered in a while? Their hair's grown out, their hair's dirty. Maybe your dad, who's normally like this super clean shaven guy, he's got a lot of um, you know beard growth going on, just not looking like they should. Maybe they've gained weight or lost weight, either way. Changes that you know are noticeable with their hearing or vision. You just want to get kind of that clear picture. If this does not look like how grandma, you know, has always looked in the past, then something's off. Next thing we're going to look for, along with the physical appearance, any evidence of falls, because falls, that is the game changer for our seniors. And, you know, it's funny, I was talking to my mom the other day, my mom actually had a fall. She was getting out of bed, she had a Charlie horse and kind of jumped out of bed and slipped on her slipper that was on the hardwood floor. I hope she doesn't get mad at me for telling this story. But anyhow, so she slipped on her slipper (laughs) and fell and hit her chin on her nightstand. And she's got a nice bruise going. But she told me that every time she goes to the doctor, they always ask, when was your last fall? And she was a little a little miffed about that. Actually, she (laughs) and she's 82, but she is a very young 82. And she does not like being asked when her last fall was. Well, now she has to say, you know, I just had a fall. But it's very important because it is something that happens a lot as we age. Falls are just part of aging. Unfortunately, there are things that we can do not to fall or to make it less likely to fall. But this is a clue that we have to look for. So when you're home visiting, you need to kind of check, you know, are there unexplained bumps and bruises? You know, like with my mom, if she hadn't told me that she had had a fall and I went home and saw this big bruise on her jaw, I would have questions. So you're going to look for those types of things. Also, any change in balance or mobility? Do you see them you know, look a little off balance. Maybe they're holding on to furniture, holding the wall as they're walking. Their gait just looks a little bit off. You know, you just want to be, as I said, a detective and just kind of looking for these clues that something may have changed. The next clue we're going to look for, this is clue number two. We've already looked at the physical appearance, kind of taking all of that in. Next on our checklist is the emotional well-being. And this is just so critical because with COVID, we have seen a huge decline in lots of our seniors with their emotional well-being. It was very difficult for everyone to be in the lockdown. And I know we're kind of hopefully coming out on the other side of COVID. It's not like what it was last year. But still, there's a lot of seniors who have not ventured out much. They're still pretty isolated in their homes. So that's why we're looking at the emotional well-being. We're looking to see if there's any signs of depression, anxiety, withdrawing from friends and church activities. That's a big clue. When someone tells me, hey, you know, my mom was super involved with her church group. She was there every week. She was there on Wednesdays. She did potluck. She did Bible study. She did all this. And now she's withdrawn. She doesn't want to go. Why? What's happened? These are the questions we need to ask. So we need to really be asking those questions. Oh, hey, mom, you know, so are you still involved with, you know, quilting? Are you still going to the senior center? Just find out what's going on. Have they isolated themselves? Is it because they're not feeling well? Is it because there may be some dementia going on? Is it 
because they're afraid to go out, you know, with COVID, something is, is going on. If they've never been one to isolate, something has changed and we need to find out what that is. Are they having trouble sleeping? This is a big one. A lot of seniors have trouble sleeping. What's causing that? Could it be anxiety? Could it be something with their medication? You know, what's going on? Because that's going to affect their overall health if they're not sleeping. And of course, are we noticing any short-term memory loss? You know, repeating themselves over and over when they didn't last time you were visiting or just missing words, you know, not able to get the word they're trying to think of, kind of like I just did just then. (laughs) But, you know, we're looking for just clues like that. Clue number three, the home environment. All right, so we're going to take in, kind of look at their house, what's going on. Now, my mom's house is always perfect. There's no dust. There's, you know, nothing out of place. If I were to go and visit her and saw a lot of clutter, a lot of, you know, the house looked dirty, dishes in the sink, things like that, I would be concerned because that would be out of character for her. Unless, you know, she had been sick or something, you know, had been going on. But if it was just sort of nothing had happened, we're just coming in to visit and the house is a mess, I would be worried. So you're going to look for that. You're going to look at the lighting in the house. Because again, back to the whole fall risk, we want to eliminate any reason that they could fall. And poor lighting is a factor. That is a a reason that someone could fall. We're also going to look at any other tripping hazards. And we've covered this on other episodes of the podcast. But we want to look at things like stacks of magazines and papers and walkways that are cluttered where they can't walk clearly through. Or like I said, with my mom's case, slippers by the bed on the hardwood floors. So she's she's changed that, let me tell you. <laughs> she doesn't want to do that again. But, but we want to just make sure that there's, if they need in the bathroom, because a lot of falls happen at night, they fall in the bathroom. So let's make sure we've got grab bars, we have different things in place. So we just want to be inspecting the house. And then we're going to come up with some solutions. We're also going to look at cookware. Pick up the cookware, turn it over. The bottom is scorched. Very good chance that they are forgetting they have food cooking on the stove, which could be tied to dementia, and walking off and leaving it. So that's that's something you definitely want to look for. You want to open the fridge. You want to see if there's expired food, moldy bread, moldy, you know, whatever, in the refrigerator. You want to also... Open up the pantry, look and see, are they buying the same thing over and over? I recently had a lady that she had dementia and thankfully, sort of thankfully, she fell and had to go to the hospital and it was discovered how far advanced her dementia had become. And then when her friends went into the house, they saw all of these clues that we're talking about. Her house was a mess. They found moldy food and they found 10 boxes of the same cereal, most opened with maybe just a teeny bit taken out. But it was like every time she would go to the grocery, she was buying another box of the cereal and not remembering that she had it. So 10 boxes of the same cereal. If you see something like that, we have some questions that something's going on. We're also not just the inside of the home, we're looking at the outside of the home too. So, you know, look around, make sure that walkways are safe. If your dad always maintained the lawn and now it's overgrown and there's weeds and it's a big hot mess, 
we need to see what's going on there. So is he physically no longer capable of doing the lawn? Maybe we need to get, you know, a service in to help out. Is he just not thinking about it? Is there some dementia? So it's not even a thought now. We just kind of need to get to the bottom of it. You know, what's happening there? So again, this is on your checklist. You need to check off overgrown lawn. What's happening here? Next up, clue four. We're going to look at finances. And this is a big one. I have people call me all the time. And, you know, this is a lot of concerns here. This is when we see that there's some dementia going on. You go in to visit, there's stacks of mail and bills just piled up. Bills that have not been paid, or sometimes bills that have been paid two and three times already for one month you are going to want to gain access to look at their bank statements. And sometimes it's a hard one to do, but, you know, try and get that open conversation because there are unfortunately a lot of scammers out there and they are just, I mean, they're the scum of the earth, but it is happening. I just was speaking with a policeman last week who told me that there's a big increase in what they call romance scams. I'm actually going to talk to him about being on the podcast because I want to learn more about that because I did have a family here recently where the mother had been scammed out of her house and that's all she had was this house. And I'm not sure the details of how the scammer did it, but he romanced her. She thought it was the real deal. They were in love. And I mean, even though you're in your 80s and 90s, people still want love, you know, and so she thought this was the real deal. And she ended up losing everything that she had. So there's that balance, right? But we do want to talk to them about finances, and just make sure that there is no one out there taking advantage of them. Especially when we go back to being isolated and lonely, that's how people fall prey. It doesn't mean that they're dumb. I mean, they're just falling victim to this. It's an emotional crime, I guess. I just made that up, but I don't know. I'm going to call it that sort of like an an emotional crime. Sounds good. (laughs) Okay, clue number five. We want to see if there's been any new diagnosis or medications added. So we want to make sure that medications being taken properly. This is really important if you can get them to do this. Perhaps a medication review with the pharmacist because a lot of seniors, you know, may be on 30 or 40 medications, which to me is just mind-blowing. But, you know, one doctor over here may be, you know, prescribing something and another one here. How do you know that they're not interacting? Do they really need this medication? This one could be causing this side effect. It could just be a whole host of problems. So it's really important to do a medication review. Also check through their medications, make sure there's not like a lot of expired medications. You know, and it's hard to, I've just kind of thought of this because I've noticed for myself, it's hard to read the expiration dates on some of these medication bottles or like for Sudafed or whatever. I know we go through every now and then through ours and it's like, oh, holy crap, there's something from, you know, two years ago. <laughs> it's been expired for two years. So I know it's hard for our seniors to to be able to, to read those dates too. And check with them, when was the last visit to the doctor? When did they last go? Because they should be having regular checkups. We all should be having regular checkups. Did they schedule an appointment and then not go? I hear that all the time when I'm talking to families that, you know, mom or dad were supposed to go and they either forgot about the appointment because there's some dementia going on or they just canceled it because they did not want to go. Have there been any new diagnosis since the last time you were visiting? 
Has there been a diagnosis maybe of dementia, heart disease, Parkinson's, vertigo, cancer, so many different things. But you need to ask those questions. And and hopefully they have told you if they were diagnosed with Parkinson's. I do find that with couples, sometimes they will keep quiet about dementia and cover for each other. But I mean, it's so important to really just try to have those open conversations. Okay, moving along on our checklist, clue number six, the ability to drive. And this is This is always a hot topic, y'all. You know, I talk to people all the time who don't want to take the keys away from their parents. And I totally get it. It's a hard thing to do. But there are some people out there driving that have no business on the road. And we just had here in Flower Mound where I live, there was a gentleman just went missing. He left his house didn't say anything, didn't take his phone or anything. He just left the house and he like 10 o'clock at night and then they were looking for him. No one could find him. He did turn up later the next day. I don't know what the story was, but a silver alert went out for him. And, um, you know, I'm not sure if he had dementia or what was going on, but things like this happen. And so it's a hard conversation to have. It's hard to say to, especially to your father, that it's time to take away the keys. And we are going to focus more on that. I'm going to do a show coming up soon where we're going to talk about how we can get better about having that conversation and helping make the transition to giving up the car. But back to our clues. We're going to take a look at the car and see if there's dings or dents, anything unexplained on the car. Check the side mirrors because side mirrors are one that are easy to hit. And you know what? I will be completely transparent. I have hit my side mirrors (laughs) on the garage before. So I do remember now to because I have like a button I can push it and they'll close them in, which makes it easier. But there was a time when I didn't have that on one car and I actually took one of my side mirrors off. But that's yeah, that's another story. (laughs) But we also want to look at damage to the garage, which again, done that. But we want to, you know, just see if there's a lot of unexplained things, especially, okay, so if they weren't like me, you know, hitting the garage in their younger days, and now suddenly these things are happening, we definitely want to take a look and uh, check that on our list. Here's a really good idea. Take a ride with your dad or your mom to assess their driving. Say, you know, let's run to the grocery store, you drive, (laughs) and just see Are they stopping at the stop signs? Are they kind of blowing through them? Do they seem unsteady? How's their parking looking? Just notice if they're not driving like they normally did, either driving too slow or too fast or just just not driving in a safe manner, that's gonna be a clue for you. And then, of course, vision issues. Have their, has their vision changed? Is there some macular degeneration? Is that getting worse? Should they be driving? It's one of those things. We don't want to give up our independence, right? And our car is the last really big piece of independence. If you can't just jump in your car and run to the grocery or rent to McDonald's or wherever you want to go, it's a really hard thing to give up. And then, of course, the big one, dementia. Are they getting lost? should they be driving? Do they have the wherewithal? Y'all, I had a gentleman who actually was still driving and he was pretty progressed with his dementia. You know, the family did not want him 
They didn't want to have this conversation. And he actually drove over to the wrong house. I mean, you know, a lot of times homes look very similar in neighborhoods. And he went to the wrong house and parked in the driveway and was trying to get in the house. So, (laughs) I mean... It was time for him to stop driving and probably time for him to be more in a secure area. So those are some things to be looking at on your checklist. So those are our our top six items that we're going to go through. So once you have completed the checklist, go back, kind of review it, and then let's see what did the clues tell you. Okay, they're absolutely fine. You saw nothing wrong. That is awesome. This is a great time to ask your parents or your grandparents what their wishes are for the future. Let's have those conversations. If things are to progress where maybe you're having a hard time taking care of the home or you're falling or dementia or something happens, what are your wishes? Let's talk about it. And the holidays are a great time to talk about it because there's usually other family members there and I mean you know test the waters if it, if things are getting a little hot you know and, and there's it's turning into more of an argument maybe back off but you know you know your family and every family's different and there's always going to be some family drama I mean I don't think any of us get away from family drama but just I would try to start that conversation just to know what you know what their thoughts are for the future have they given it any thought back to your checklist you go through it and you're like you know eh, they're doing okay but i see some signs like i see maybe your dad is his gates off a little bit he's a little shaky when he's walking and you know maybe he needs to add a walker maybe the bathroom you're concerned about that because he's a little weaker than he should be Is there a shower chair? If not, get a shower chair in there for him. Put some grab bars. Make sure the lighting is good. We don't want them falling. Check for things. We've talked about this before, but throw rugs. Oh my gosh, people fall on those dang throw rugs all the time. So you need to take a look at that. You know, help them just see some things maybe they're not seeing every day and explain to them, I don't want you to fall. So let's make things safer for you. Okay, again, back to your checklist. You saw a lot of things on on your checklist and you're alarmed, but they do not want to leave their home. And I get it. A lot of seniors don't want to leave their home. And there are, you know, some things we can do to keep them safe and, and they can stay there. But if they're pretty advanced that you're very concerned about them, an option you can do or all of the above, do some safety modifications to the home. But also maybe bring in a companion home care service. And depending though, just know this, that depending on how much care is needed, if someone's there 24 seven, it is incredibly expensive. If you can afford it, you know, they wanna stay in their home, then great. But I will tell you right now, that is gonna be your most expensive option. So you've gone through your clues, right? And you are, holy cow, you have checked off the mother load. I mean, you're just like, they are unsafe at home. Warning, warning. Oh my gosh. So it is time at this point, you need to talk to an expert. And it's looking like we've, we've got to get them moved. We've got to figure out what the next step is. So that is where your best bet, instead of trying to Google and figure out an answer, is to contact someone like me. Because what my service does is we will work with you to figure out what care is needed. Let's talk about your parents. So say you call me and you say, 
Lori, oh my gosh, we went home to Tennessee and my parents have a two-story house. Their bedroom's upstairs. They're trying to get up the stairs. Dad can't even get up the stairs now. He's sleeping in his recliner downstairs because he can't get upstairs. There's no food in the house. I don't know how they're making it. That's a 911, guys. We've got to get them moved. And so we will talk with you, figure out what, you know, what their care needs are and where we're going to move them. We're moving them here to Texas to be by you. Great. Let's find out, you know, what their budget is. Find out about them. We we find out what they like to do and then we match with different communities. So that is the best and, and easiest way to do it and take all of that stress off of you because we don't want you stressed. You've gone through this checklist. You went home for a lovely holiday and here you are discovering that we've got to do something. And so let us as experts guide you through this process and help you find those answers because you've done your job we'll do our job now so anyhow i hope that helps so when you go home please take this information and just do whether you print out a checklist to take with you or you just do a mental checklist of the things we talked about please please do that because it's better to be proactive than to be reactive. And I may have mentioned this on a past podcast, but this one just sticks in my mind that because it was such a reactive kind of situation, but there was a lady in her 90s who had dementia, very far advanced dementia, nonverbal, could not care for herself at all. And her adult son was caring for her. He was her only caregiver. There was no one else in the area checking on them. The rest of the family lived out of state, and he died suddenly. And thank God there were neighbors who checked on her because this woman could not care for herself. And so there was no plan in place. There was nothing, if this happened, you know, what what are we going to do? Where is she going to go? So we thankfully were able to put a plan in place for her, get a caregiver in there right away and get her into a safe long-term situation. Okay, guys, so I hope you take this tool because this is what I consider it to be, this checklist, a tool for you and that you go home, you go visit your parents and your grandparents and I hope that they are doing great and that they need none of this. (laughs) But if they do, If they need assistance in the home or need to actually transition elsewhere, please reach out. We are happy to help you with this, answering your questions and leading you to the right resources. So anything you need, go back to our website. It's lauriewilliams-seniorservices.com. Visit all of our different podcasts. We have 64 episodes now. Go back and listen to any So, hey, if you're driving somewhere, this would be a great time to listen to several of the podcast episodes. And please also share this information with your friends and family members, because as you know, the purpose of this podcast is to really share the education with everyone so that they know what kind of resources are out there and know what to look for to be sure that we are helping our senior family members have the best quality of life. Thank you as always for listening and happy Thanksgiving, Merry Christmas. Whenever you listen to this, just enjoy your holidays. Thanks. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.